Well, I think it's uh, legally it's actually rather clear. All the court can uh, do is uh, implement uh, the law. And the law is very clear that South Africa is a signatory to the Rome Treaty, uh, and it passed an act of parliament uh, implementing its membership uh, of that Rome Treaty, which is the treaty related to the International uh, Criminal Court. The court ordered that under that law, uh, Al-Bashir, the present Al-Bashir, should be arrested, and the government failed to do so and allowed him out of the country. Now, all the court can do in a situation like that is apply the law as it is, and that's exactly what it did. So uh, there's the case of, you know, the South African government obviously, um, you know, offering um, everybody who came to the AU summit immunity from um, uh, basically um, arrest. And now you also have uh, the court ruling. So which one, you know, supersedes the other? Well, this may go to appeal. In fact, I'm sure the government will want to appeal this uh, point. The court yesterday, Judge President Ambo, was absolutely clear. He said that international law, a treaty, uh, cannot be trumped by an executive order. Now, bear in mind that it was the cabinet through an executive order that said that people coming to the AU conference would be immune from arrest or prosecution. What the court said yesterday, very simply, was that in our constitutional democracy, um, international law cannot be trumped by executive order. Indeed, uh, that would amount to the executive uh, trumping Parliament. Parliament has implemented the Rome Treaty in this country, and it's not uh, possible legally or constitutionally for the government to simply ignore that by uh, uh, passing some kind of executive order giving immunity to the African Union. Now, that's the point of international and domestic law that will probably be ventilated further uh, in the Supreme Court of Appeal if the government appeals. But yesterday, the North Kaltain uh, High Court was absolutely clear in, in its mind and its ruling that that trumping of international law cannot take place. And what has happened now is that this has now been placed on the table of uh, the brand new uh, NDPP, and uh, th- this can't be an easy one for him, Prof. Callan. No, it's a baptism of fire, because what this case does, as the court said yesterday, is bring into uh, question uh, the, the, the state of our democracy. If, if, a, if government uh, chooses to violate its own laws, to fail to follow the law in such an obvious and uh, a flagrant fashion, then it's very, very serious. And on the face of it, there has been a contempt of court here. Uh, and in which case, what the court has said is that the National Director of Public Prosecutions, brand new into his job, already uh, under pressure because people in the opposition are saying that he's too junior for this position, now has a really big job uh, in front of him, which is to investigate whether there has been a breach of criminal law through a contempt uh, of court. Now, one thing, Sakine, I do want to say is that there are very important and valid arguments about the legitimacy of the International Criminal Court. But those arguments have to be separated out from the rule of law, the constitutional law issue that is uh, at stake in this case, which is very simple. Does the government of the day follow its own laws or not? Well, uh, just uh, very briefly, the other issue with this particular um, uh, court uh, ruling yesterday is that, you know, um, two days ago in Parliament, Minister Lindiwe Zulu said that this was a joint cabinet decision, a collective decision. And if everybody is now to be indicted, uh, Gwede Mantashe coming out strongly saying that this is tantamount to a coup. So what's to happen now? Because this is a really precarious situation. Yes, it is. And um, when you get in a precarious situation like that, where there's no obvious or clear legal or indeed political solution, then what it can amount to is what we call a constitutional crisis. A constitutional crisis 
is where the system of constitutional law and, and institutional arrangements cannot cope with the pressure it's being uh, put under. And in a sense, this is a test of will between the two branches of government, between the executive branch and the judicial branch. And the judicial branch is very clear in its mind about what the law is and about applying that law. But the executive uh, seems, the government seems equally determined to put its uh, heels into the ground and to, to stand its ground. And so this is a very delicate moment. Um, and, and I think we have to be said very carefully here. What I hope is that the government would, would uh, find a way to indicate that it will follow the law in the future, that this was a delicate matter, and it will review the, its membership of the Rome Treaty. I mean, that's something that should happen. If the government doesn't like the International Criminal Court, and there are good reasons for, for understanding why there are problems with the legitimacy of the International Criminal Court, then it should have a debate in Parliament about repealing the Implementation Act that makes 